Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And we're all here. I'm so excited. It worked. How are you, Dana? Hi, I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Oh, good. Um, can you uh, let's check your microphone? Make sure that you're uh, you're you might need to turn it up a little bit. Or okay. Well, I just got uh, a new computer, so. Oh, there you go. That's better. Is that better? Yes. By the way, this is Kayla May. She's associate Hi, producer Kayla. of the show. Hi. And I'm so excited to see you again. I haven't seen you in forever. I know. It feels like forever. So how you been? Good. Good. Yeah. Just creating a way and, and uh, living my life and learning and growing and adding. You know, the best thing about life for me is that it adds to my coaching all the time. The tools that I'm so passionate about are the things that I'm teaching. And so life is just full of lots of uh, learning and lessons and wisdom, I guess. Oh, that's 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 incredible that because, uh, uh, Kayla, I've got to tell you, um, the first time that Dana and I met was a month or two ago and we just had a connection. Don't know why, yeah. but we had, had this really cool connection. And, and so what she's going to do. On behalf of the inner world, inner world movement, she's going to be here every Tuesday for the, at least the next month because she's got an important thing coming up in the fall that we wanted to highlight for her, and so that that's that's why you're that's why she's here. Yay! Yes, indeed. So, uh, Dana, um, for the so we can have um, this on. A recent episode. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What are you doing? So I'm from Utah originally, born and raised. And uh, what I'm doing now, I am uh, the co-founder of Inner World Movement, which is Inner World Healing for Outer World Results. I have a huge passion for helping people transform their lives, and uh, I do it because I've done it in my own life, and it's it's a joy-filled experience for me. It is so it's so fulfilling to do this work that I do, and I love it. Um, there's lots of ways that I go about doing it, but my favorite one is emotional education tools. Emotions are things that we all experience as humans, and we're not ever taught what to do with them or what what they are or how they they teach us things. And so I like to help people understand their emotions and how it teaches them the things they value and things that need to maybe change or adjust in their life and, and how to heal through past um, experiences. And uh, it's just a fun, fun journey. So it's, it's a very interesting uh, subject matter that you do to work with people. Cause you, you work to get into their head a little bit, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do love, I'm, I'm a huge advocate, so I, I'm a certified Reiki master, so I do energy work and things like that, but the mental processes are so important, so, so important that people go away understanding um, the mental processes that are, are affecting their life. You know, our emotions create thoughts, which create actions, which then create outcomes in our life, and if you can understand what's driving you, um, then you can change and adjust things and get what you want better instead of having, you know, I think a lot of us have experienced this in our life where we set these goals and we have these dreams and we feel like we have to push, 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 push to achieve them when um, if we can get our emotions and thoughts in alignment with those actions, then there's more of a flow. And yeah, you do have to put energy in and, and, but there's more of a flow and it's an easier way to have real lasting change in your life. So there are so many people and we talk about this and have talked about it a little bit on the show, but there are so many people that don't know what they don't know and are not willing or willing to change or to understand the change or, or to, or to work with it in any way. It's gotta be frustrating for someone like you <laughs> at times. When, when you when you have people that are resistant to change so much. 
Yeah. So there, there are people who are resistant to change. And I think that that's kind of a normal part. Change is uncomfortable. It stretches us. It calls us to look within it at things that are really deeply uncomfortable. But um, what I usually like to do is tip the scales because their comfort or the perceived comfort is, is outweighing what they don't know. And so what I like to do is just bring to light the things that they don't know. What are the negative results of holding on to these ideas? What are the negative? People don't ask themselves these questions ever, really. And so, you know, once you really start, you know, mapping out those negative results, I just did this with a client today and she just sat back and was like, oh my gosh, I have been making decisions based off of fear and it is affecting me in X, Y, and Z. And we tip the scales and it's like her face just lit up and she had a pathway now that was clear to move forward. And that's so, so empowering for me as a coach. It's painful uh, for them. But what I like to remind people is you're not the thoughts you think or the emotions you feel. You're not these ideas of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving. Those are just programs that are running that cause deep emotions that make you feel like they're real and true about you, but they're not. They're just ideas. And once you can identify those things and let them go and learn to love yourself in them, I mean, that's it's so empowering. It's a very empowering process. I actually love it now. And in my free time, my friends and I, we usually on the weekends are like, okay, let's dig on some of this stuff. Let's look into this, you know? My one business partner that I have, we love, we can do it for hours. People have to like tap out. They're like, guys, you guys are too much. <laughs> Like, this is our area that we love. We love this. We love figuring things out and, and, you know, getting the things, you know, removing the things that are causing stagnation in our life. It's just, it's, it's fun for me. There apparently is a theme for today. And that is because we were talking kind of about the same thing about self-deprecation last hour about how we do that to ourselves. And yeah. in this story, it's, 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 it's the same thing because it is such a needed thing in all of our lives because yeah. none of us believes we are who we really are. I agree. I completely agree. I think it's the root of, of wars and it's the root of, of all of the things that we don't really love in this world are a misunderstanding of who we really are. And, and therefore, when you misunderstand who you are, then you perceive the world in a different way and others in a different way. You know, it's been one of the greatest positive results of me doing my own work is I see people in a different way. The, my experience of people is so different. I remember the first time that happened, it was just mind-blowing for me to to. Do you mind if I share this story, this short story about this? No, no, please. Yeah. This is your hour, Toots. You can do anything you okay. want. The first time, the first time I remember this really shifting, I had been really focusing on loving myself more and loving my not enoughness and loving those different parts of me that I struggled with, um, that I wasn't perfect because I'm a recovering perfectionist. And as I started working on things, I started seeing seeing people differently. And I remember uh, listening to the radio after I dropped my son off at school. And um, there was this huge announcement that there was a school shooting at an elementary school. And um, there was this, this natural reaction of anger first because I just, I just dropped my son off at school. And so it was, it hit close to home and I felt it in my heart. And then something shifted so quickly into, oh, what must of that individual that, that took that action, what must have he experienced in his life in order to, to take action like that? He's hurting. There is pain there. And it shifted, and it still touches my heart to this day because it shifted my perspective, perspective so much that my heart went to compassion and understanding. And, and the thing that I want to say with that, too, that I've found super valuable because my heart has become so compassionate, compassion without boundaries can be a recipe for disaster at times for some of us. And boundaries are still really important. And I found that to be really, really um, a really important lesson, especially the last three years. I can have compassion for somebody and, and how they show up in my world that, that maybe has caused me pain or hurt. Um, I can have compassion and understanding 
but I still get to have boundaries and my negative emotions, my hurt and my pain still matter in my life. Not that I'm holding on to it. Not that I, I'm saying I, I'm valid. No, I'm, I'm offering myself love and compassion for the pain that I experienced. And I'm saying, what are my boundaries moving forward in this relationship? That's a recipe for healthy relationships, healthy experiences, um, because the combination is empowering. My, what I found for myself is my compassion would outweigh my boundaries, and then I'd get hurt again and again and again. And, and for somebody that has, I just have such a huge heart, and I could easily forgive and easily get back to that place of love. Um, but I gotta love myself and I gotta, I gotta keep this space good and, and really take good care of myself. Um, and that really has been a very fulfilling, uh, awakening for me. That's a really cool story. See, that was worth telling. Worth telling all the, <laughs> the detours. And well, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting because we all, would you know in that situation i feel so sorry for the kids of today because they yeah. have they have to go do uh these drills and hide in the closet and and all of that i think there's going to be and i'd like your opinion on this because you have a child and both of you have children that are in in school yeah. um is that going to be detrimental to them and their psyche as they grow up that's a great question. I, I actually think that it depends on the child. I think for some children, they just go through the motions, and they're just doing the thing, and it doesn't really affect them. And some children, you know, I have um, I have two two of my four boys are very, like, highly sensitive. And they, they really think about things. They're deep thinkers. And so um, I think that for highly sensitive children that really think through things, that it can. It can cause... Uh, detrimental experiences moving forward but i think that's why we need to have conversations empowering conversations with children about their emotions and empowering conversations about that fear that comes up and and what they can do with that and and you know to focus on um the positive but also acknowledge yeah that would be scary that that when we have those negative emotions those negative emotions are they really are they just want to be validated they're like little kids they just want to be validated and loved. <laughs> and oh, exactly. so, I, I, I yeah. forgot that you had four boys. Yeah. I, I'd, like, I'd like to see your milk bill one of these days. <laughs> I don't know if you want to. <laughs> it's frightening. <laughs> we used to pay more groceries than our mortgage in so, some months. I, I can believe that. I can yeah. believe that. So, but, and, and having a mom like you, they, they, and I know that you communicate with them about all kinds of stuff yeah. that, that, that they need to know growing up and stuff. So they're, they're blessed to have been born to you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm definitely not perfect and I'm doing the best that I know how. And those are conversations we have regularly too is, Hey, I'm still learning to be a mom. This, this mom thing is, is kind of new to me, even though you're, you're 15 years old and I'm still learning about these different things. And so, um, just be patient with me and I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to improve on these things. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep growing. Um, but I'm still learning. And, and I think that's really important actually that our children see us in that kind of humility. I think it's important so that they give themselves permission to be human as, as a parent, because as a recovering perfectionist, man, that was intense for several years. The perfectionism in parenthood was, was killing me to the point where I was emotionally numbing and, and emotionally eating and spent most of my days sleeping on the couch, if you can imagine. So as I started to let that go, it was really empowering. I can't imagine you just sitting around on the couch. You, you're, you're far too busy for that. <laughs> well, that was my life for a long time. Yeah. Before I started my healing journey. So, so Kayla, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask Dana? Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat right along with her. The, you know, emotional child, very, you know, sensitive and it, I, I'm, I, everything she's saying kind of just sinks in It's you know, opening a little more, instead of just hearing it and thinking it for myself it's coming from uh oh 
someone else. Ah, yeah, you you froze up there for just a second, but you came you came back. You came back. So so Dana, tell us about now. You call it inner world movement. Yes. Why do we call it that? Um, inner world movement, and the tagline is inner world healing for outer world results. Inner world movement, really, you know. Well, I think there's a couple of things. One, I have always been fascinated by leaders, thought leaders that created movements, movements that were empowering to to our our communities, our culture. Martin Luther King Jr. is one of my most favorites, um, and I was, I've always been fascinated by different leaders. And so, you know, creating something that's a movement, um, that, that is a community, it's not just one uh, guru, one person, it's, it's we're all doing this together. That's a really big part of the, the movement. Inner world, I just, I think it's really important in our culture and society and world, we focus so much on outside things our actions, what we're doing. Um, it's, it's such an outside, you know, experience and we get so caught up in it. And so I, we really wanted to bring together this, um, accentuation and understanding of everything you see outside of you is a reflection of inside, inside things that are, that are there, that are, that are beautiful and wonderful, but also the sides that are calling for love and healing they're calling for your attention. And oftentimes I find a lot of clients that are, you know, blaming this person for their hurt and blaming this, this these circumstances for this. And it's like everything, if you can bring it back in, it's such an empowering experience. And I know because that's how I do my life. That's how I live my life. And it has been phenomenal. Now it doesn't take away the pain, it doesn't take away the sorrow and the hurt and the moments, but the emotional resiliency to get back up, to bounce back again and again, and to keep going. It, it's actually, I, I mean, I, I love the person that I am because I have that ability to bounce back. That's one thing that I'm sure about within myself is I bounce back. I, I move through and I bounce back, come back to a place of love and empowerment and moving forward. And that's what I care about. So you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I had an epiphany yesterday. I just learned something about myself. Ooh, I love this. <laughs> well, and, nice. that is, and that is this. Yesterday on the show, I played because in 2003, I had a talk radio show on KKNW 1150 in Seattle. And I played the final episode because that morning I got a call from KKNW saying that you're $10,000 behind. And I had... Um, not $10,000 to catch up. And uh, they said, well, sorry, dude. So uh, I had to go off the air. And uh, so I, I had one last episode to do that and spent the entire time talking about. Now, keep in mind that I had just spent $100,000 or so trying to put this, this radio show together. And uh, I had run out of money mm -hmm. and I had no prospects. I was over 50 years old. Um, and well, not quite 50 years old, but, uh, um, I couldn't, I couldn't do what I used to be able to do and I couldn't conjure up any money. But at the, sh during the show, I kept on saying, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. It took 18 <laughs> years for me to get done, to be able to do this. And, and, and the, the, uh, um, technology has advanced so much that we can be, you can be in Utah and she can be in North of the state and I could be in Seattle and we can all communicate and, and stuff. So it took 18 years, but I never gave up my dream because that my yeah. dream is to support people like you who are working to make this planet a better place to be for everybody that's in it because we're all one. We need to yeah. appreciate each other, love each other. And, and it took a long time. And I want to stress to people, don't ever give up your dream. Don't ever stop believing in who you are because who you are is what's going to make it all work for you. So the epiphany that I had was that, Damn, that was 18 years ago, and I still and I'm, I'm back now. I'm doing this five days a week now, and and uh, oh, I'm gonna it's gonna grow. It's 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 amazing. I've I've got a, a great gal who's who's working with me. I'm I got to be retired a little early, and I and stuff like that, so I can do this full time. 
because to support people like you because this you're the type of people that this world needs to be based on oh you're so kind i fully receive that thank you thank you and and it's a mirror kevin i'm just a mirror <laughs> to you and the goodness that's in you that's that's why we get along so well well it's it's a it's an amazing journey that we have in life and if we if we don't do what my brother-in-law did which was when he was 43 his wife had died uh, and so he decided to take his own life um at 43 and he could have lived the last 20 years as in, in a positive way and having fun and being but and that's that's what i want to encourage everybody to do and that's what that's why working from within is the only way to work from without right yes yes you, yes because exactly. we, we, we've got to fix ourselves in order to help others yep yeah and that healing can be so empowering and, and so enjoyable it can be really enjoyable if you choose and the, the thing that makes it not enjoyable is when we define ourselves by it when we define ourselves by our emotions for example kevin you could have you know, the 15 or 17 years ago, 18, 18, 18 years ago, you could have said, well, I'm a failure and just, just lived your life, you know, binging Netflix and, and just living a, an ordinary life. You could have, you could have given into those thoughts and ideas and emotions and let it defeat you. And, and I do want to say that takes up a lot of energy. It takes up a lot of energy to live in that space. When you can overcome those spaces, overcome those mental processes, right? Those those kinds of emotions and, and thoughts, and then get back up and move forward. That's where fulfilling life happens. That's where joy happens. That's where empowerment happens. That's where you're like, wow, I did it. I never gave up and I'm so proud of me. And Kevin, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that you continued moving forward because our connection has been so wonderful for me. It has been really a, a beautiful connection that has helped me continue moving forward in my dreams. I hope you know that. That that your phone call and, and your your message to me of Dana, I believe in you and I want to help promote this. This is this is something that that sparks me and me, my heart in a way that it's like, okay, keep moving, keep moving. It's the universe showing me that I'm supported and I'm taken care of and I'm loved and, and it's been wonderful. So thank you for continuing to pursue the dream so that you could spark that within me and I could continue pursuing my dream. It's all connected. It's, it's it just is. all connected. Well, and, and I'll tell you, you know, for those of you that might be saying, oh yeah, well you had a radio show and you spent some money and then you went back to work and stuff like that. Wasn't quite that wasn't quite that simple because right after the radio show ended, my father died. Then my my favorite dog died on Valentine's Day. And then my oh. wife said, guess what? I don't think I want to be married to you anymore. And then I lost my house. And then and <laughs> and then, then I got into a major traffic accident. And then and then Kevin, oh, it just continued. And then, then you, I had to declare bankruptcy. You're incredible. And then, and then and, oh, I'm not done yet. And <laughs> And then I, love uh, I, I, I had to declare bankruptcy and uh, I got sued for $50,000 because um, I was trying to help somebody and she didn't yeah. think I was helping her in the right way or, or was enough. So she got mad at me and decided, well, I'm just going to sue you. And I found out that in this country, you can sue anybody for anything at any time and you don't have to have any proof. And so I spent wow. the next four years going through that stuff, but I never stopped believing and then you know what was really cool dana i, I have to yeah, just tell me. i have a, a a gal that i when i first started radio and i started working with her, her name is kim miller and she's a psychic medium and i used to have her on the show quite a bit and we became good friends she yeah. saw me going through all of this stuff her partner works for king county metro mm -hmm. which is the bus company in seattle and she was a supervisor with them. And she said, you know, we're hiring. You should come drive a bus. And, and everybody I talked to said, you don't want to drive a bus. No, <laughs> you don't want to do that. And so I went and did that. And I spent 12 years doing that. And benefits were great. The pay was great. I got back on my feet. My son says that Metro's literally saved our family's life. 
and oh. and put me in a position to where I I could do this now. And uh, so everything has its place. If you just keep moving forward and you just keep believing, it will happen if you believe hard enough. Yeah. And you keep moving forward. Keep bouncing back. Yeah. Keep it. bouncing back. Kevin, I love, I love hearing those things. Now I know even more why we're good friends. You know, I've experienced similar pains. <laughs> we have similar, similar, uh, understandings of life. <laughs> well, and I know that, I know that in your, in your life, it has not been, you know, all cupcakes and roses either. No, definitely not. That's, but that's what makes it so beautiful though. But at and, the same time, what you're doing now is you've 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 come through the other side, and mm -hmm. what you're doing now is extraordinarily important for people in the planet, and uh, and I, I support it a hundred percent because I, you you're just a you're a beautiful soul, and uh, I'm getting more and more in tune with myself, and and Kayla is a bit of a psychic individual, and I yeah. think that that uh, she <laughs> I got that feeling. I got that sense. <laughs> it's a big sense, but you're yeah. so good, sweetie. You've got the power to speak. So keep speaking. Thank you so much. That's, that's pretty I profound right there. I thank you. And I'm just going to keep that in my pocket. And I, I love hearing that. And I appreciate it. You are, not the first uh, amazing psychic intuitive that has told me that. And in my heart of hearts, I do believe uh, fully that this will go big and that I will have such an opportunity to speak. And I've seen it for years. And I, um, I'm connected to so many people and I love so deeply. And I'm thrilled and slightly terrified I don't know what it's going to look like, you know, that the ego part of me sometimes feels like, whoa, I don't even know. I can feel how big it is, but I don't know how to get there. And and then I just have to step back and say, you know what, the universe provide. Let's You're already this. there, though. <laughs> Thank You're you. You're already there. Thank you, Kayla. Yeah. It's just a matter of time uh, because yeah. you, you, you are there and all you, you know, just trust. Just trust and things. Well, <laughs> can I tell you one more story? Yes, I think I, I told yes. you before, but uh, um, so I'm driving the bus and I'm doing very well. And my son and I were in a car one day, and there's this 55 plus community that uh, um, that we drove by, and I said, "Let's go in there." And I found a house here that I could afford to pay cash for. And so my, my expenses were dropped. And as I was moving into the house, I fell and tore my rotator cuff on my right-hand side and had to have surgery. It was a major operation. Had to have surgery to fix that. Two months later, I fell over my son's brand-new puppy and tore my other arm up and had to have surgery on that. My gosh, Kevin. So I've been out of work. I was out of work for this time, and uh, I went on long-term disability, and they mm -hmm. they ruled that I couldn't come back to drive a bus anymore. And so now I'm retired, and mm -hmm. and it all was perfect God's timing that this is all supposed to happen. They were laughing. My guides were laughing at me on the other side because I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. I forget to say said that. I, I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I told Kayla that she's not allowed to say that word anymore. Uh, oh, awesome. But I, I didn't, I, I'm bullheaded enough that I would have continued. So, oh, so now, that, so now you're, you're determined enough to keep moving forward. Yes. And so now yeah. I can do this. I'm doing it five days a week, three hours a day, and I can support yeah. you in the work because let's talk about the, um, a program that you're getting ready to put on in the fall. Yes. So the program is called Reclaim You. You, Y-O-U stands for your own universe. And this really is a, an accumulation of my life, I feel. I feel like I've been preparing for this course for over a decade. And the, the, the universe has been preparing me. And as a recovering perfectionist, a recovering people pleaser, I built my life based on what 
my family, my religious culture, um, even the, the culture and society of this world taught me I should. And what it did is I ended up really unhappy uh, underneath, living kind of a life that was, wasn't true to me and um, giving my power away constantly to people, to emotions, to money, to um, relationships, to a religion. And so um, this particular uh, group coaching is really sent on the, in all these different areas. We're gonna look at cultural things. We're gonna look at generational things. We're gonna do some inner child healing. We're going to do lots of cognitive understanding and processes um, for understanding the patterns that you're, you've been in and why. And um, I'm really, really excited about it. Already connecting to these these amazing individuals that are going to be a part of this. Um, but not only that, but there's magic in connecting with others, uh, others who are in the journey of healing. There's such power in synergistic healing together. And that's really why I love group coaching is because when, when a group of people come together and are healing a certain area, there's a really big ripple effect that's very profound in, in all of us. And not only in their little families, but the people that they know, the people they come in contact with now when they show up, it's, it's that like that Marianne Williamson quote, when you give yourself permission to claim all of your light and, and be who you are, you automatically give everyone else permission to do the same. And so um, it's really this whole process is going to be uh, steps of awareness, helping people become aware because you can't change what you don't acknowledge, right? And there's lots of things that we don't know that we don't know. And so becoming aware of the things um, where we give our power away, um, healing those things, and then replacing them with new empowering ideas and, and new, new empowering uh, strategies and, and habits. So it's going to be really fun. I have a, a playlist. I'm, I'm a huge advocate of music. So I have a playlist and a reading list and all kinds of beautiful things that are going to assist the people um, who are doing this, this program with me. So we'll have 12 sessions um, once a week and then three bonus events. And then everyone gets uh, three one-on-one -on -one sessions with me that join this group coaching program. So um, we're starting September 1st. And we'll go to November. That sounds exciting. Yeah. So to somebody who is thinking, I don't know about my life and I need to change it. Uh, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. One of the best ways you can do that is um, innerworldmovement.com. Or you can email info at innerworldmovement.com. Um, uh, and... Um, Wait, let me just check. And uh, you can get a hold of us that way. Um, and uh, you can, so you can email or you can just find us on the innerworldmovement.com. We're in the middle of a transition to, to a, a new upgraded website, which is exciting. Cool. I know. So um, that will be happening in the next month, but everything will be on there. Everything is available. You can actually buy the group coaching course today if you want and, and enroll. Or if you're unsure, if you're unsure if you're the one, if, if this is for you, we have a free survey on there that you can, you can download and it will have a questionnaire that you can take and then it gives you a score. And based on your score, you'll know if this group coaching program is for you or not. You can also oh, reach out and... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a great questionnaire um, of what, how you know if you're giving your power away or not. And then I also, I'm available. I'm available for discovery sessions. If, if, if you know, anyone listening, if you're interested or wondering what it would be like, I would love to talk more. I'm available to um, do a discovery session for that. And those are the best ways, really. Now, is this going to be a virtual event, a get-together event, or is it going to be both? So this time around, it's going to be um, a, a – we're going to do them on Zoom, all Zoom okay. calls. Because we're gonna, I think we'll have uh, – my hope is to have people from all over that join us. So just because of the connections that I have and, and who I'm reaching out to, I think Zoom is one of the best ways for us to all connect. And, um, and then – uh, from there, so this is the first round 
for this program. So it's it, it will be the cheapest it will be uh, ever. And um, so right now really is this first round is a beautiful time to get in to have these experiences. And then um, we'll launch another one in January. We're only taking 12 students this time. And then we'll, we'll launch another one in January. And there we'll do one more after that and then potentially a retreat where people come from all over and we're meeting in person next year sometime. So that's kind of the big picture plan. Where are you going to have the retreat? I'm not sure yet. I'm thinking here in Utah would be amazing because the, I mean, there's beautiful cabins and mountains and very peaceful places that we can have the retreat here. Um, but I'm going to just let my intuition guide on that and, um, and just kind of base it off of what I feel is best based on um, our clients. I'll tell you, um, a couple of years ago, I drove from Denver to uh, Tucson and I went through Southwest Utah. That is the most glorious place. It's, it's yeah. almost, it, it, it's, it's almost like it's just the, the rocks and the colors and the, it, it's just marvelous down there. Yes. Utah is fascinating because in the Southern part, there's the red rocks and then you get up into the Rocky mountains and there's so many greens and beautiful trees and the fall time is just stunning with all of the different uh, places. And, and I'm like a 30 minute drive from waterfalls and hikes and beautiful things. And then you get further up into Utah and it's like, uh, cold and and <laughs> kind of a uh, it's still mountains and, and beautiful but there's just such an array of of climate and and scenery here it's beautiful oh yeah i i, I got the, the fortune to spend a great deal of time in utah because there was what was the name of it there was uh uh arctic circle yeah i sold them chicken Oh, oh my I used gosh. To, I used to be a chicken salesman. Bet you've never met <laughs> one of those before. Arctic Circle. Wow, that's so fascinating. I yeah, and there was also another one. Uh, it was a, a breakfast, lunch, and dinner place. Uh, they had like nine of them or ten of them. I can't remember the name of it. That was a long time ago. But yeah. so I spent a lot of time in Utah. It's just a darn beautiful place. It really it is. is. It is. So one of the things you're going to have to come up to the next most beautiful place that I know of, and that's uh, Washington State. Yes. Actually, I, I've been considering that. I have a friend that lives up there, so I've oh, been awesome. highly considering that possibility. Well, I, I, um, dinner's on me. I love it. I would love that, Kevin. That would, that would, that would be awesome. So Now, this program that you're putting together has been in yes. the formative stages for how long? Uh, in the what stages did you say? In the formative stages. Formative uh, stages? I would say yeah, how the long, last year. And, and how long has it been in your head to, to put this whole thing oh, together? I mean, I'm telling you, over a decade, I've been wanting to to put things together. And, and this is really a I an accumulation of, you know, over a decade of my own personal work and journey and understanding and... and learning of where I give my power away and where I showed up, um, not true to me, but as a people pleaser, you know, the chameleon effect of being who this person wants me to be and this person and, and doing the list because that's how you get back to heaven and all of those things that created a very unhappy me at its root. So, um, you know, I, there comes a time, I think, in, in everyone's life where they start to question, well, at least I hope, start to question why. Why do I do what I do? Am I doing it for me because it's the, in the best interest for me and everyone involved, or am I doing it because I'm earning love? I'm earning worthiness. And when I started asking myself those questions, that's when I found out I was earning love. I was earning worthiness. Um, to prove that I was worthy, to prove that I was lovable enough. And I performed, and I grew up doing this. I performed, and you ask my parents, they're like, she was an angel child. <laughs> I was an angel child. <laughs> but I did it because that's how I got love. That's how I received love. Because I'm, I'm a words of affirmation girl, so I received praise. And that's I deemed that as love. And so unraveling that 
when, you know, I see lots of my friends and, and people doing that in their life right now, they're unraveling that. And it's a painful journey. It is not easy to say, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm no longer going to perform to what you want me to be. I'm just going to be me. And you might not like it. And that's going to be a little bit painful for me that define myself by your love. And, uh, but we're going to have to navigate and create a whole new relationship. And I had to do that. I, I might have a very close knit family. Like we get together every month for family dinner still. And there's six of us, six kids. And, and so to do that, your, my whole body, it was like the, the tribe effect, you know, my tribe was rejecting me is what it felt like. And so my body was reacting in intense uh, emotion of I'm going to die because my tribe is rejecting me. Not to mention I left my religion, which is the, the basis of the communities here and all of that. So there's a lot to navigate, especially for people in Utah, when you leave those kinds of things behind, it, it's, it, you just, you need love. You need love and support through that. So that's really um, where a lot of this came from for me. By the way, if you've never lived in Utah, if you leave a particular religion that starts with an M, and I won't go any further than that, it is very difficult to find people to support you because uh, it's tough. It is. It's tough. It is. And you know what? I, I'm noticing it's getting better and better with the generations here. Um, like people my age, it's depending you know, it's not, it's not always a safe experience with everyone, but it's getting better and better where people are starting to now separate a little bit more their own way of living, how they feel they should live and not projecting it on others. And they're finding a way to love and support without um, compromising their own ideals, which I think is actually really normal. I think in most cultures, but here we're so, um, everyone's it's so concentrated with certain ideas and certain religious patterns that it makes it hard. There's not a ton of diversity of thought. And so that's actually why I think I'm here and why I've taken the journey that I have is to lovingly bring in some diversity of thought and to do that in a really emotionally healthy way to the best of my ability. I'm not perfect, but well, <clears throat> you're darn close. I must say, uh, do you know, I don't know. Do you <laughs> now, do you think, and this is kind of my personal opinion, I think that people are changing in that they want more out of life. They want to understand what's happening in their life more than they ever have. I Years ago, I interviewed my dad um, after he retired, and I said, well, so what do you think about life? And he said, I go to work. And then I come home and then I go to work again. I don't think it. I don't give it a thought. I don't give it a thought about yeah. what I'm thinking about life. Nowadays, yeah. people are interested in finding out how to live more authentically, how to live better, how to be happy. It's so mm -hmm. hard. So are you finding that as well? Yes. And I get so excited because it, it's showing progression. It's showing progression. And, you know, these patterns are actually generational. And, and it does, it makes total sense that your dad and, and my grandpa and great grandpa, you know, have these traditions because their, their parents and so on way back, they, they only had the capacity to focus on their, their basic physical needs, you know, tilling, tilling the land and planting the seed and praying for rain. And, and they only had that capacity because that's what they had to focus on to survive. Yep. And so now we've progressed in our society and culture to a point where we don't, we don't have that. We don't have all of our energies and focused on pure survival for most of us. I, I want to be aware that it's not true for everyone, but, but there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. And we're, since we're all connected, it can raise, right? All of us can, we can start helping raise the vibration of everyone. But for, for the, the, the group of people that don't have to focus on that so intensely, now it's opened up these other ideas on, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We're getting into the emotional. We're getting into those um, psychological needs of why am I here? What's my purpose? You know, 
what's the deeper meaning of my life? And because the physical needs are taken care of, we have more energy. And, and then, you know, you go on up to enlightenment and we're moving our way up. And I get so excited because it is, it's the time of emotions. It's the time of, of really inner world work. And I was born for such a time as this, you know, I, I was, this is what I'm here for. And I, that's part of why I get so excited is because we're ready and I'm ready and I want to be teaching and sharing and, and um, helping people move forward in those profound questions, the, the understanding of oneself. You know, I, I have a, can I tell you a secret that I'm also creating? Yeah, nobody's <laughs> okay. listening. You're fine. I have a mini course. I have a mini course about mission, vision, and purpose that will be coming out soon too here in the next um, couple of months to help people get clear on their personal mission, their personal purpose here, and their vision for their life. And this has been a guiding star for me. So I'm, I'm excited about that coming soon too. That's dynamic. Yeah. Because everybody needs somebody to help them understand. You know, I was in a, in a seminar um, years ago that uh, there were 200 people in the room and they spent like two days talking about all the things in your life that was wrong and who you blame for it and all of that sort of thing because they he wanted to get out the facilitator wanted to get out that ever there's something wrong with everybody but ever but it was interesting nobody said i had this happen and i forgave him it was all like I, we don't talk anymore I, my mother and we don't talk because she's such a bitch and all, that, and all that kind of stuff so so it we are to the point where i think that we need to we we don't need to do anything but but it would be great if we would decide that we wanted to raise the vibration of the planet and to help each other get there because if we don't we're in big trouble i agree i agree it's time Anna, what do you think of this I've, um, I, I've had somebody channel me actually. Oh, um, do tell. <laughs> this um, is do you have a grandma or an aunt that passed away that's close to you? Yeah, actually, both. So, both? Well, I felt my aunt before, but she passed away before I was born. And then um, my grandma, my mom's mom, is one that I just I wanted to be like her, and I love her. You are a healer like her. I'll go yeah. with that. And um, she told me to tell you to keep spreading the love and don't look back. I don't know if that rings the bell. And she's saying bugs. Something about <laughs> bugs. Like your your cute bugs or something. She loves you, bugs. Yeah. That's so cute. I love that. <laughs> See now that's 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 new. So, so this is this is Kayla stepping out for the first time on on, on a live radio show, talking I about this stuff. It. You know, and, and and I I think that uh, we all I, I I think that fundamentally we are changing as a, as a species, and and some of us are progressing, and there's some of us that are not. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to work with the folks who are progressing and allow for those that are not to come along. Yeah. They get to choose to come along or, or not. Yeah. It's up to them. It is indeed. So let's go. <laughs> that's, that's right. So uh, Dana Parker is the gal of the hour, and uh, the Inner World Movement is the uh, program that she's put together, and it's actually going to be a movement. And so uh, – Kayla, it's going to be a movement, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> they, they're on your left side. They're with you all the time, so just remember that. Anything you hear that sounds resemble that's them. Just know that. So go with them and your guides, because you're already guiding yourself in the right path. You have been for years. So. <laughs> I love hearing that. I'm just receiving all of it. So good. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting that you would you would say it and phrase it that way, uh, because uh, um, I'm a little bit older than the two of you, and I'm a, I'm a staunch Beatles fan. And uh, you know, the, do you know the song "Hey Jude"? I I know that song, but I don't. I'm not sure what line we're going to get to. We're going to get to the line that Paul McCartney was playing it for John Lennon. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a line that said, the movement you need is on your shoulder. Mm. And he said, don't worry, I'm going to change that. And John said, no, that's the best line of the whole dang song. So, <laughs> so there, for you, the movement you need is on your shoulder. Wow. I love that. Especially the left. The left is the feminine. And I really do. I really care about um, bringing that to the table and really embracing the feminine part of creation and this particular creation. So it's so I, brilliant. I, I couldn't agree more. I think, I think that in a lot of ways, women still are not equal to mm-hmm. what we perceive to be um, the stronger sex. Yeah. I don't believe that for a minute because I couldn't have a child to save my life. Um, but uh, (laughs) between the two of you, you've had six of them and I couldn't do it once. Um, and, uh, um, but, but you, I think your work will help women realize who they are and who they can be and what they can become. I, that is, that's what I wanted to say is, um, our world not reflecting that to us shows us that we have healing to do that we have work to do. And and that has been my personal journey. Um, and and maybe that's something we can talk about in a future future podcast or a future show, sorry. Um, that would be amazing because I think that that women, we do need to call on each other and invite each other strongly into healing. Healing past feeling weak, feeling not enough and past the old patterns of what we've been trained, taught, and educated in. So I have lots to say on that topic, <laughs> but I'll leave it at that. I still, I still find it just amazing that um, women in the workforce get paid three quarters of what a man gets paid. I, I, it's just it's beyond me on how that works. Cause some of the best people that I know, the best workers that I know are women. Yep. It shows me we have some worthiness to work on. I uh, yeah. Worthiness because yeah. there's worthiness and money are very connected, and so it shows me that women aren't feeling worthy of that yet inside. And they need to find the self empowerment. Yes, and we don't. It's not that we push and make it happen and force other men to see us. It's no, we see ourselves and our worth first, and then the world has to reflect that. And when enough of us do that in our work, it will it will come to be. That's why I'm so passionate about what we're doing. That's a real life tangible of inner world healing and outer world results. Exactly. Because it didn't, and it needs to happen. We, we, we need to get out of the, um, drag your knuckles on the ground kind of men thinking and, and treat women with the respect that they deserve and the, the reverence that we should have for everyone. Yep. And men and women deserve to do that for men too. It's yeah, not it a we squash you become higher. It becomes a, a, an equal respect and love for the roles that we play as men and as women. And I think that's the importance. You know, the pendulum kind of swung with the the women's rights. I think, and and it's okay for pendulums to swing. But I think my hope is that we come back into a balance of women show up and respect men, you know, having that respect and holding space for a man who feels emotions. That's to me, that's like a whole nother level of respect for a man because we're, we're all there and we all are human. And that's something I think women have a hard time with. And um, that's one of those things where we need to have respect on both sides for the humanness and for who we are and what we bring. So. Now, that's another course that you could put together, which would be being a man and showing emotion and it's okay. Yes, 100%. That is on my list of things to create and to do, especially because, listen, I grew up surrounded by men. I'm telling you, I have, I'm in the middle of four brothers and I had boy cousins on both sides and I ended up with four boys and my life has just been surrounded by men and I know there's a purpose, so... They, they are my biggest driver to create that. And, and, and I'm teaching them that as children and watching them grow, that their emotions are acceptable and okay. And I'm excited to see what kind of men they become and what kind of husbands they become. And, and it's a driver for me to teach other men because I think it's, it's important and it's powerful when you can sit 
with a man and he has permission to feel. And um, it's actually really important because men denying their emotions, that's denying a feminine part of yourself. That's part of the denial of the feminine in this world and culture. And so that's a huge part of connecting those worlds and respecting the feminine and the women. You respect that within yourself, men, first. You'd be okay with those emotions. And we're human. We're all human. Every man and woman experiences emotions, every one of us. There's nothing wrong with it. Just you don't want to get stuck in it forever. That's all. And it doesn't define you. Feel it and work through it. Feel it to heal it. Exactly. I'll bet with all those men around, I'll bet you you have toilet seat issues from now and every now and again. Oh my gosh. This is a topic that I had talked about several times. Oh, I can only imagine. Oh, it's so fun. The smells too. Boys have a particular, like boys have a, they just smell, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> like, Wow, guys. <laughs> Get in the shower right now. <laughs> I'll spend only hey. a day. What? Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, we are not, uh, our senses are not acute enough to be able to pick that up ourselves. That's why, ever... that's why we're important in your life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Some of my best friends have always been women, and uh, I just, I just think you guys are smarter than we are, but that's just me. <laughs> so. I think we both bring a lot of great strengths to the world, for sure. I I agree with you. Now, how old are your boys again? I know so one's I have, 15. Yeah, so 15, um, and then I have 12, and uh, 9, and 6. They all just, like, birthdays are happening, so I'm adjusting in my head to, oh, yeah, they're a year older. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, six, that's, nine, 12, and 15. That's awesome. Is a 15 year old dating yet? No. Do you know what? He is my introverted, gentle giant that I think I think it will he'll he'll take a little bit of time. Now the 12 year old will probably be dating at the same time, if not sooner, than the 15 year old, probably. <laughs> so they're like salt and pepper. They're so cute and it's it's so much fun to have a little creation that you've made and watch it grow and bloom and make decisions and it's wonderful and terrifying all at the same time some days <laughs> have you had a talk with the 12 year old yet so interestingly enough he asked this weekend <laughs> He did. He asked this weekend, and we've had some age-appropriate conversations, um, but this weekend he asked for more in-depth. So I said, okay, let's set aside some time, and we'll go more in-depth. So he's always been my really curious one, though, and I'm not surprised he's asking questions, um, and I welcome it. I, I do that. With my boys, I welcome any questions are acceptable. All feelings are acceptable. Uh, what you do with those things those does matter, and I will have suggestions. You're loved, no matter what. In, in our in our house, um, we had the talk, and we had a we had a mantra to go with that. Um, unfortunately, it didn't take for one of us, <laughs> for one of them, uh, which was K Y P I P. You know what that sounds? What that is an acronym for? No. Keep your Peter in your pants. It worked for one, didn't didn't take with the other one. So uh, I have a three year old granddaughter now. Yeah, the other one must have had you know experiential plans in in the making that he wanted to have. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> but but raising raising boys is a lot of fun. I never had the opportunity to raise a girl. They, I think girls would scare me. I I feel a little bit of the same. Like girls, I watch girls and teenage girls, and I'm like. I, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm a boy mom through and through. I don't really have a lot of, we don't have pink toys. We don't, we like, I don't, I don't do tea parties. I, we crash cars and, and have, you know, uh, Nerf gun wars. One year we, for Christmas, we all got Nerf guns, including mom and dad. And uh, Nerf gun wars and things like that. But the girl thing is like, it's fun to watch some, some days, like cute clothes, but uh <laughs> 
I don't know what to do. My older brother actually has all girls, so he got four girls, and I got four boys. So it is so much fun watching him. Oh, because he's like a big, he looks like a big football player, and they just look so teeny next to him, and it is so fun watching him with those girls. But he doesn't have a chance with those girls. I know. <laughs> he might be big and burly and stuff, and if he had boys, that he could be tough. But although I do, I do uh, feel sorry for the young men that are going to come a calling on the, his daughters. They're <laughs> oh, they're going to be intimidated. I know it. I would be too. My dad's a big guy too, and 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 he's quiet. So a lot of our friends are always like, "Do you do you like this?" I don't know about your dad. He's just quiet. I have my dad wrapped around my little finger, though. So of course you do. Of course yeah. you do. That, that's your job. Yeah, I did. I was a daddy's girl for sure. Again, we've been talking with uh, Dana Parker, and she is the head bottle washer and developer of Inner World Movement. And you're starting a program September 1st, and it's going to be a great program because it's going to last two months. And yep. uh, it's, I imagine there's going to be homework and there's going to be work that you're, they're going to have to do. And, but if you want to, if you want to create change, nothing is overnight, nothing is easy and you have to, you have to respect the work. Right. And that's going to be the fun part is we're going to do healing together and there'll be things outside, but it's all going to come back together. And uh, that's one of my favorite parts about this kind of coaching program is the the movement forward and the progression to see somebody go from point A to point B and you know in three months is just it's it it feels to me like some of the most sacred space you could share with another human is in, in the depths of their their emotions and their programs and these old ideas and then showing them the way out of those things. It, it's just it is soul fulfilling. Um going to wager right here that because uh, you're taking 12 people for the first course right yes. i'm willing to bet that those 12 people will form a bond that will last a lifetime that's my hope actually and that's one of the things that i i know i'm brilliantly good at is weaving that connection in a group and you know i've worked for three different previous companies and i know that that's one of my areas of expertise that i love is creating those connections and those bonds within the group and how valuable that is. You know, I still, I still have people that I'm in touch with from the very first uh, program I ever did. I just actually sent her a text two weeks ago and just reconnected and um, it's been so fun. So those bonds do go really deep. And that's the beautiful part about connecting people in that common humanity that we all experience these things at a root level. I'm unworthy. I'm not deserving. I, I'm unlovable, those kinds of things. And we're all carrying that baggage. And when we let it go together, there's power. Absolutely. Dana, thank you so much for, for doing this. Thank you for being on the podcast. She's going to be back next Tuesday at 1 o'clock. And, and the Tuesday after that. And the Tuesday after that. Because we, we have a lot to explore. Of, um, all so of, lucky, Kevin. You and me both, sister. This is this is this is one of the coolest things. Kayla, have you got any closing comments? Mm. Nothing. I mean, you're you're filling the world with love and light, and you're doing exactly what Kevin foresees. And and I enjoy hearing you. So I look forward to Tuesdays. Obviously. Thank you so much, <laughs> Kayla. And thank you for your gifts. Thank you for sharing them today. Thank you for embracing them. I know sometimes it, it takes an added level of courage when you get those intuitive hits and, and to just voice them. And I know that feeling. And so today I just, I want to share my gratitude. Thank you for sharing this and it touched my heart and it filled me with added energy to keep moving forward. So I appreciate and respect your gifts so much. You're welcome, sweetheart. We have to wrap this up, but before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to tell, talk to our audience now and in the future and tell them anything you would like them to know. Anything. <sighs> uh, anything I'd like you to know. Celebrate your failures, your quote-unquote failures. Celebrate when you fall. Celebrate life and everything that it brings to you. It's a time of celebration. It's a time to see your greatness, to see how amazing you are, to notice those things. It's a time to ask questions, 
to ask about the meaning of your life, why you're here, why you chose to come here, what's your purpose. Ask those questions, go within. The inner world healing is worth every single step. And remember, you're not the thoughts you think or the emotions you feel. They're just experiences that are teaching you things. And as you allow all of the emotions, all of the experience, and you see it for what it is outside looking in, it will be the most fulfilling life you could ever have. The most fulfilling experience. Because you came here to experience the good, the beauty, the wonder, and the pain, the sorrow, the hurt. You came to experience them, not live in them. They're just experiences. Remember that. You're doing so good at this human thing. Telling yourself that every day. And you're loved. I wish I'd have said that. That was pretty damn special. I got to tell you. Dana Parker has been our guest, and she's going to be actually, you're going to end up on Tuesdays at 1 o'clock being like a co-host. And that, that'll that'll be great fun. Go to innerworldmovement.com, right? Yep. Go to inner and and take the quiz. I think that quiz would be very, very eye opening for you to do. Yes. So, Highly recommend. If you stay right there, I got to do this and we'll be right back. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.